The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Good evening. Welcome. Glad you are here. It is a Tuesday edition of WTMJ Nights. Oh, my. We want you to get involved in the program. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk text line. Old National Bank, get old. If you call in, you'll be talking to Matt. He's uh, running the controls. He's the executive producer of the big broadcast. Be nice to him. You get to me. That's how it works. And also, if you would like to text in, do it. Why not? But uh, why not answer the text question of the night? We're going to start it off a little uh, lighthearted with the text question of the night tonight. Today is National Family Pajama Day. So what do you wear to bed? And do you ever wear matching clothes with your family? Those are the two text questions of the night. Uh, 855-616-1620. I never wore matching clothes with my family until, for some reason... It wasn't until my daughter, I think, was in college, and she was like, can we all get matching pajamas for Christmas? And so what am I going to be, uh, Scrooge? So we've gotten some, uh, the last few years, we've gotten some matching pajamas at Christmas time. And I don't know why we have to get new ones every year, but we've gotten uh, we've gotten new ones the last couple years. You know, you go to Old Navy, you can get uh, men's and women's and everything matches and all. Oh, then we're it's just it's just so festive it's almost uh, sickening. But yes, that's the only that's the only kind of matching clothes I've worn. Inadvertently, my some of my friends still make fun of uh, me for this. Inadvertently, when I graduated from college, it was the late '80s and madras ties were kind of in. So I had gotten a brand new tie for graduation. I thought I was looking slick. Then my family shows up for graduation. Not only my dad, but my brothers were all wearing Madras ties too. Not the same color, but the same pattern. Uh, so that was an inadvertent match that did not go over very well. Uh, not only with me, but it became fodder for all my friends about the, um, about the matching ties. All right. Dave has already started. Uh, Dave sleeps on natural. We all right. Thank you, Dave, for that uh, that disturbing picture. I don't even know you, but uh, yet I'm disturbed. I'm always. I I don't want. I wouldn't want to sleep that way just because. I'm always afraid I'm going to have to get up quickly in the middle of the night and flee, whether it's uh, for some natural disaster, law enforcement, whatever it is. I'm going to have to get out of the house. Uh, Matt, I picture you in a sports themed onesie. <laughs> with the feet in it, maybe uh, maybe Bears or uh, some other favorite team. Would they? Is that accurate or not? You got the sports part accurate. Okay. <laughs> it, the sport. I usually wear. It depends because if I'm outside my house, it'll usually be a dry fit shirt and then athletic shorts. Just because if I'm traveling, unless I'm going to someplace cold and I'm camping, I want to pack light. I don't want to pack sweats. They take up too much space. But when I'm at home, my dad spent 40 years in the medical business. Okay. And he'd always come home with scrubs. Oh, nice. And so I have a bunch of, I don't know if they're used, gently used, or very (laughs) ungently used scrubs. But I typically sleep in those with a pair of sweats. Oh, that that sounds uh, comfy. Because that way, if you wipe something, or if I get toothpaste before I go to bed on my shirt, it's a scrub. That's true. 
you know. I don't wear a shirt. I wear shorts, but I, I don't. I don't wear a shirt. Uh, a lot of uh, this is. I don't know if this is good or bad. You know when they tell public speakers that if they're nervous, they should picture everyone either in their underwear or naked. Uh, a lot of our listeners, Matt, uh, seem to sleep sans any sort of garments. Um, though I don't know. I don't know why this. Uh, well, we I asked for it, so I'm getting it. Uh, Peter says he just wears trunks uh, and a t-shirt. So trunks and a t-shirt. That's uh, you know that's fine. Um, but so that's the question. I asked it just for uh, just for fun. I got to Matt. I have to ask you a question because you had a big weekend, a big sports weekend. Did it go well? It went fantastically well. Uh, nice. Big weekend in Milwaukee sports across all three teams, uh, and yeah, it went and really we were well. Covering a lot of it. Yeah, I had the Bucks on Saturday, the uh, latest departure from the Milwaukee Brewers on Monday. Right. Uh, so it was a very eventful week. Uh, didn't do a whole lot with the Packers and their loss to the Steelers, but still a very good game on both both sides. I, you know what? I can't. I'm looking forward to talking to Brandon about that on uh, Sunday. I I saw or uh, on Thursday rather. <laughs> I don't think we're on Sunday. Who knows? Things are changing all the time. Maybe. It will be on Sundays, but um, I saw his tweet. Oh yeah, it was a loss, but hey, it was it was good. I while I admire his support of the hometown team, there comes a point where we don't we have to stop that craziness. But we'll get into we'll get into all that with Brandon on Thursday when Tundra Talk returns. Uh, but yeah, so well, congratulations because you got to do uh, you got to do some Bucks coverage for the first time this weekend, which was very exciting. Yes, it was uh, Bucks in six minutes on Saturday, and then I was down in Chicago yesterday uh, to see Craig Council put on pinstripes for the first time. We we learned a lot. It was nothing we already didn't know, but it confirmed everything that we were thinking. What was the biggest thing you took away from that press conference? The biggest thing I watched. I, I just saw the highlights on the news. What we learned is that pretty much when Jed Hoyer. And Craig Council connected over the phone. Craig Council missed the first call from Jed Hoyer. And then Craig Council called Jed Hoyer, the president of baseball ops down in Chicago, back. Right. They talked on the phone. Craig was supposed to fly to New York the next day to interview with the Mets. the Mets. And so they met that day. I'm not sure where. We didn't know that detail. But after that, at that point, I don't think there was much the brewers could do to keep them in milwaukee well it's hard to turn down uh the fact that you will now be the highest paid manager in baseball not only that but he said it point blank chicago has more resources he didn't go into detail whether that meant payroll whether that meant market size who knows but he point blank said that he was super excited to become a member of the chicago cubs and quite frankly i think they're a force to be reckoned with and in terms of where the Brewers are right now, sources say that Pat Murphy is going to take the helm. Yeah. I think the Brewers are in a great spot, too. Pat Murphy has a ton of experience, and, yeah, and I think that like, he'll do good. And it's not like the Brewers were, uh, you know, they had a disappointing end in the uh, in the postseason. But other than that, they were, they were doing pretty good. Uh, Matt, somebody texting in some nice uh, winter pajama Christmas uh, ideas for you. Perhaps we'll, uh, we'll do that. We'll... we'll find they've got a nice bears uh it's like a two-piece pajama set dave thinks that's uh that's perfect for you all right well i gotta get to this because 
you know, we're hearing all this about, oh, look, the House passed this temporary spending bill, and, oh, we're supposed to love all that. And, you know, I think I, I'm i not alone when I say most of us are really tired of our elected officials. They don't get things done. There's so much infighting. Everything is a stalemate. And a lot of them act like morons. Uh, they they just like to scream and yell for screaming and yelling's sake. And today, it got raised to another level in a Senate hearing. This is U.S. senators, supposedly, like the 100, 100 of the most important and powerful people in this country, in this government. The senators are the ones. Uh, well... There was a there was a uh, congressional hearing today, and it devolved into it basically devolved into a barroom brawl without the actual fighting. You know, if you've ever witnessed a fight, and I used to I back when I was in college and just out of college, I was a bouncer at a big nightclub. Um, I've witnessed a lot of fights, and if you've been in a bar at all, you've seen guys puff up their chest, they start talking all tough, and there's still a lot of room between them. Well, today, uh, today the space was kept open by none other than Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders because Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, and that's one name, Mark Wayne. I've never heard that name before. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma. He challenged... Sean O'Brien, he who is the president of the Teamsters Union, basically to a fight in the Senate chambers, well, in, in the hearing room on the Capitol Hill. And just listen to this, and then let me know how low your respect for some of our public figures have gone. This is what it sounded like in this congressional hearing today. Or five times and let me read what the last one said um, it said greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made sir I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours pretends like he's self-made what a clown fraud always has been always will be quick the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Sanders. it. Hold it. If Hold we can Bernie Sanders, who has tried to restore order when these two yahoos are basically going to fight at a congressional hearing. This Mark Wayne Mullen was reading. It, the clip started with him reading some of the tweets that Sean O'Brien had uh, put up about him, calling him a clown and stuff. This is a guy, this Mullen, who there's pictures of him hiding behind the the chairs on January 6th, which I get, you know, I probably would have too. I'm not saying that. But it it had all the bluster of 
two guys almost like a um almost like a baseball fight where they know there there's no way there's going to be a fight a million people are going to stand between them and break this up but mark wade mullet stands up behind the deck he starts taking off his rings cuz you know guys you know if you're going to fight you can't have your rings on so he starts taking it off and this Sean O'Brien the head of the uh, president of the teamsters does not does not look like he's missed any brawls. This is a guy who looks like he could uh, definitely, definitely hold his own uh, in any kind of scrap. And Senator Mullen uh, was gonna he wanted to go for it right then. But thank goodness for Bernie Sanders, who for the next after this clip ended, it went uh, the argument went on for about another eight minutes with them just hurling insults at each other, and Bernie Sanders trying to restore order to this hearing, it was insane. When you hear something like this, or when you see something like this, does it, like, are you like, ooh, that's the kind of politician we need, somebody who's not afraid to fight, or do you just shake your head, roll your eyes, and go, this is really, this is what the Senate has come down to? A senator challenging a witness at a hearing to a fight to me it really crystallizes how bad and how divided we have become and how ridiculous some of our elected officials are 855-616-1620 it's the old national bank talking text line i would love to hear your thoughts on this it's wtmj nights Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights. Oh, my goodness. It was a rumble in the uh, Congress today. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma challenged the president of the Teamsters to a fight right there. Talk about it. Also, can we, can we please uh, just call out the fact that uh, if you're a public figure, you have to always assume and be prepared for people to write nasty things about you if you don't like it if you're too thin-skinned one uh don't read don't read any of the responses if you're uh on twitter or if you're on facebook or whatever uh don't read it if your name is trending have your staff read it and just print you out the ones that aren't going to offend you that aren't going to make you cry and then make you yeah, he was pulling a Jim Jordan today. He didn't have his suit coat on, so he, you know, he was ready to issue this challenge. Let's rumble! <laughs> that was it. He wanted to go. He wanted to Costanza this guy right there, all over some tweets. And I gotta say, I mean, listen, and Matt, you know this. We're in, we're in the public eye, not like a senator. But we have people say nasty stuff about us. Oh, yeah. Maybe not you. People love you. But, uh, you know, I've had people text in nasty things or uh, send nasty emails, and that's part of the deal. You know, but I'm not going to challenge listeners to a fight. <laughs> that would just be ridiculous. And, also, and the fact that I'm not an elected official, it'd be like, oh, wow, this, this lunatic suddenly wants to fight. Um and Bernie Sanders wouldn't be there to go, you're a radio host, you don't want to fight. <laughs> Maybe I do, Bernie. 
but I don't. It was just it was just one more one more indication that we are uh, we are in a downward spiral with our elected officials. All right, we got to take a quick break, and then uh, once again, I feel like a very old man. Why? Well, uh, I'll explain, and you may feel a little older too. It's WTMJ nights. So, like you, I try to keep up on what uh, what's current. I like to know if I'm using the right uh, slang, the right emojis. We've talked about this before, how I, I used to use punctuation in my texts to people, and I guess that came across. I was triggering some of my younger friends because I used periods and question marks. Uh, I'm not supposed to use the laughing emoji anymore. Uh, now I guess I'm not supposed to use LOL anymore. Matt, uh Really, you need to get me on this mailing list for young people's uh, rules because I'm not getting it. Now, LOL is out, but IJBOL is in. IJBOL? IJBOL means I just burst out laughing. I don't know. Jessica looks appalled in the the studio. Yeah, Jessica Jessica is a news person. She deals, she doesn't deal in all this trivial stuff. But uh, supposedly, it uh, it was first used in the late 2000s to the early 2010s, but now it has been popularized since 2021 by younger media users. It's oh, it's always younger, younger media, media users, like on TikTok and oh, Twitter. Boy. So uh, here here's an example of how to use it. Uh, I J B O L. She's in her flop era. I don't I don't know what any of those words mean except for she's. I get that one. Uh, TikTok fights are so silly, IJBOL. So Why would you try- type five characters when three characters would suffice? Right, I think I'm, we're digressing here. I'm going to, i, I, I got to be honest, I'm going to stop texting and communicating with everybody, except for the spoken word, where uh, all my words have meaning, and the meaning is I don't get any of this. Thankfully, someone who does and who can put a fine point on all the issues that are going around the world, she is sitting now in the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. Jessica Gatso is here to save the day. Oh, I don't want to get I don't want anybody to read anything into that song. <laughs> that song choice. Uh, but it will tie into what we're going to talk about. Uh, Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights, here until 8. Then it's Bucks Weekly with our man Justin Garcia. Uh, yes, that is Boys to Men. Now, I don't know how many of you remember the rumor that Boys to Men had recorded a certain jingle for a fast casual chain restaurant, Chili's. If you think back to the 90s and you think of Chili's, I would imagine that the first thing that's going to pop in your mind is, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby. That jingle was everywhere for Chili's baby back ribs. Matt, did you ever go to Chili's for baby back ribs? Not for baby back ribs, but I have been to Chili's. I I never had baby back ribs at Chili's either, and I can count on one hand the number of times I've been to Chili's. I can count on one finger the amount of times I've been to Chili's. Wow, one time. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think I went once when we lived in California, and once when we moved back. That's because I'll give it a third just because I'm probably missing one, 
but that's that's top three. But that commercial was everywhere. You heard it nonstop. It was the equivalent of "Oh, Ricky, you're so fine" as an earworm, but it was a jingle a jingle earworm. So now, uh, the the commercial went for the '90s. The guy who created it was with an ad agency who thought it would be gone after six weeks. Then they they stopped using it in uh, the mid 2000s. They brought it back for a little bit. The guy who created it said he didn't think it was going to be around because jingles at that point were quote unquote the lowest common denominator form of advertising because everybody thought they were annoying and unpleasant. Well, I don't know if this was annoying and unpleasant, but it definitely it definitely got in your head. So the rumor was that Boys to Men had recorded that jingle because it came out at the same time as their fourth studio album, Evolution, and everybody was like, oh, that's Boys to Men doing it. Well, now Chili's has decided, you know what? Uh, we're struggling. We're, you know, we are really in a battle for survival. Things are going a little bit better. But according to research, back in the day, every time they played or ran that commercial with the jingle, their rib sales went up. And again, I don't think barbecue and chilies, but it worked for them. So now this is this is uh, I saw this and I was immediately taken by it. Chilies is bringing back the jingle, but now they actually hired boys to men to do it. And I'm not going to sing it because that would be a travesty. But I will let boys to men sing it a little bit for you. This is what the new Chili's Baby Back Rib jingle is going to sound like. I want my baby, baby, You got to say, you got to say, that has, man, a lot more soul than the original one. It's got that Philly soul from boys to men. I like it, and I like the, I'm sure you'll start seeing the commercial, but it's it's funny. The three boys, who are now men, uh, much older men, they're sitting in a booth at a Chili's, and they're all talking about they're not going to sing this song. And then, of course, they sing it, then there's like, ooh, and then they get up and they start singing it. So it is back. And I started to wonder about famous commercial jingles that you remember. Ones that, if I mention a product, you could immediately sing part of their, part of their jingle. For example, uh, we, we just did Chili's. There's, there's no other Chili's jingle, but that's it. Uh, what about if I said K Jewelers? Matt, oh, I, I, let me find one more in your more in your. Uh, I know K, but I'm not going to sing it on the air. Well, you can say it. You can say the words. Every kiss begins with K. That is exactly right. Very good, very good. Um, I know. I remember all this. Nationwide insurance. Nationwide, Nationwide is on your side. side. Yep. Uh, McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. 
So that was, that, I would like to hear from you at 855-616-1620 if there are any commercial jingles that you, even if you have, like I still remember, and please don't at me, I'm, uh, I understand this is not politically correct anymore, but the Frito commercial with the Frito Bandito, I could still sing the entire Frito Bandito commercial because when I was a kid, that he was the spokesperson for Fritos. You used to get the little Frito Bandito eraser in a bag of Fritos, and every kid in my class had a Frito Bandito eraser on the top of their pencil. It was just the thing. I know... I'm using that as an example of how these advertising jingles, even though they were described as the lowest common denominator, which I guess I'm part of the lowest common denominator, or at least I was as a child, because the Frito Bandito, I loved him. Um, but we can't we can't sing his. Give me I'll give me Frito corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. That was. That's the part I will I will quote for you there. Uh, so if you have some, let me know the commercial jingles that really got in your head. 855-616-1620. Let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about commercial jingles all this because Chili's has announced they're bringing back their I want my baby back ribs back this time sung by boys to men who was rumored to have sung it the first time uh we were talking about some of the ones that some of the jingles that you could not forget even if you tried uh the 414 said when a burger king ad starts I switch channels mute or fast forward intentionally bad singing it drives me nuts but then Peter brings up I remember that Burger the Burger King thing. Their whole thing used to be have it your way, and the commercial was hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it. That all we ask is that you let us serve it your way, and then it would have it your way. Blah blah blah. blah. So that was yeah. That I again Burger King. And why? Why you may ask? Do these things stay in my head? Maybe they stay in yours too. But the fact that I can sing a Burger King jingle that probably hasn't been on for 30 years when I can't remember what I had for lunch today. Uh, that's troubling, I believe. Uh, and then there was the, um, oh, from the 414. Matt, tell me if you know what this product, what this jingle was for. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. That was from Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. The, uh, oh, Dave, Dave said the car's for kids. No, that's, that is, ugh. and that's still on, and it's still, it gets in your mind, and you cannot forget it. Uh, Jenny is in Salem. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Brian. So I'm a kid of the 70s, and a big commercial was, the shake and bake girl and my mom made a lot of shake and bake and yep. I remember the commercial it was the little girl and she said it's shake and bake and I helped and I helped yeah I don't know where she was from somewhere down south and I don't know if that was the target market for shake and bake but yes she was very very proud that she helped her mom make that shake and bake 
Well, it stuck out to me for 45 years now, so oh, something no. works. As, it's funny. As soon as you said shake and bake, I, I was like, I know where Jenny's going with this. I help. <laughs> well, thanks and for helping with the is, show. Well, the funny thing is is that I just bought some um, the other day. Cause my husband said, what about shake and bake? So oh, wow. it's kind of funny that you're talking about this. Yeah, so is, we're going to probably make it tomorrow night. Is he going to help or are you going to help? I'm going to help. I'm a, <laughs> well, enjoy the shake and bake. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Take it man. easy. Uh, oh, Alka Seltzer, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, rudder relief it is. And Oscar Meyer, my baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. I love to eat it every day. If you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Meyer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. There you go. Matt, you're, you've fallen into a, you've fallen into a, nostalgia hole are there any now you're a younger guy are there any newer commercials that would have a jingle that you would remember or are these all things of the past they're things of the past i'd say burger king is still popular um thinking what else Who burger king mcdonald's hardware man ace is there um there you go. folgers the coffee Oh, the best part of waking up. Oh, yeah, it's folders, folders in, in your cup. cup. Sure. What about uh, what about Kit Kat? Oh, give me a break. For... There you go. See? Oh, right. yeah. Well, they, they span the generations, spanning the globe. All right, let's take a quick break. Then we'll come back. If you are wondering, where will I shop for my Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, I might have an unusual suggestion for you. We'll get to that and more. It's WTMJ Nights. Somehow I always feel sad when I hear that bump. We play it all the time at the end of the show, and I always feel kind of sad. But not too sad for you, because that means that after the news, that Bucks Weekly is coming up with Justin Garcia. So, all right, next Thursday, if you didn't know this, is Thanksgiving. And if you didn't know that next Thursday is Thanksgiving, I really can't help you. You need to stay uh, up on current events or just holidays or whatever. So somebody, first of all, I think everybody knows I love Quick Trip. I, I, you know, great coffee, great gas prices. I love Quick Trip. There's no doubt about it. But I, I wondered, and I never wondered this until I read this. Can we go to Quick Trip and do all our Thanksgiving dinner shopping? Matt, it might surprise you that I would say yes. So as a single man, perhaps you don't have time to uh, go shopping at the grocery store and cook everything for a Thanksgiving feast. You're on the road, you're doing games, but you don't want to miss out. Well, yes. According to the Journal Sentinel, you can go to Quick Trip and get enough traditional Thanksgiving food to feed about six to eight people. How, you may ask. Well, all right, here are the things they bought at Quick Trip for their Thanksgiving dinner. Pardon me, turkey or chicken. They couldn't find a whole turkey at Quick Trip, but they bought a warm Kitchen Cravings home-style roasted chicken for six ninety-nine. Close enough. That chicken can feed about eight people, according to the package. So you're having a roast chicken instead of a turkey. That's all right. Quick Trip 12 sells jars of gravy for $3.50. That'll serve six people, so there's your gravy. They have stovetop stuffing for $3.69. That box serves about six people. They had a 20-ounce package of steakhouse mashed potatoes, instant potatoes, if you don't mind. This is where... This is where I have, uh, I take issue with my daughter. 
because she's a very intelligent, talented young woman. But she prefers instant mashed potatoes to real mashed potatoes. And I cannot fathom it for the life of me. Because here's a flex, Matt. I make unbelievably good mashed potatoes. Phenomenal. But she would rather have instant potatoes. No. Yes. She's like, I, and I, try, I can't figure out why. And she claims it's because the first mashed potatoes she ever had, I didn't make them. She and my wife must have gone to Kentucky Fried Chicken or something, uh, KFC now, and had their mashed potatoes, which are instant potatoes. And so that's what my daughter, that was the first potato my daughter had, so that's what she thinks mashed potatoes should taste like, even though her entire childhood and her adult life I have made real potatoes. And she's just like, no, she'll, she'll take a little just to be polite. But she always loved, we were, oh, we were, when we went to Southern for the homecoming weekend, we went out to this big chicken dinner and they had instant mashed potatoes and my daughter was in heaven. And I was like, ugh, ugh. but, but back to quick trip. If you need potatoes in a pinch, they have them. They also have mac and cheese. They had vegetables. They have they gas. Had, well, that's outside, but this is if you're if you're filling up your tank and get and you'll have gas after you eat all the uh, the quick trip Thanksgiving food. They had sweet potatoes available, dinner rolls, cranberries, and pie and whipped cream. So they spent for eight people, six to eight people to eat Thanksgiving dinner. If you shopped only at Quick Trip, your bill would be forty three dollars and eighty six cents. Not bad. Cause trust me, if you've ever if you've prepared Thanksgiving dinner, it costs a whole lot more than forty three dollars. Uh, even if you're getting your turkey, that's how they get you. The turkey's on sale. Oh, we'll sell you a turkey for ten cents a pound. But then everything else you got to pay. You got is it buy like a legit the- turkey or is it sliced turkey? Oh, here at Quick Trip, it's a roast chicken, <laughs> full roast chicken. So if you buy it at Quick Trip, you're not getting turkey. But if you but that's not it, Thanksgiving dinner. Poultry is poultry at that point. You put gravy on it and you put all the you have stuffing and mashed potatoes and everything else. You know, chicken and turkey pretty close. But uh, it's not it's not like you're gonna go, oh I'm missing I'm missing out on my poultry for because uh, to me, actually turkey is the weakest part of the Thanksgiving dinner. And it doesn't I know everybody has a different way to prepare it. I'm more of a traditional just roast it in the oven and yes i still put the dressing inside uh don't at me about salmonella i know temperatures and i know how to cook it and i've been cooking turkeys a long time and never gotten sick my grandmother stuffed the bird my mom stuffed the bird and none of us have ever gotten sick from it so um but yeah i mean if it was if it was a chicken with all that i wouldn't really i wouldn't really feel bad I am feeling bad, though, that we are done. But I'm feeling happy because Justin Garcia is coming up with Bucks Weekly on the other side of the news. Thank you for listening and being a part of the program. I will talk to you again Thursday evening at 7 right here on WTMJ.